Bogeenseed.com. Hi, I'm Mike. And Crystal. And this is the Olgeenseed.com podcast. Hello. Today on the show, we are going to talk about vintage medicine and ridiculous remedies. But first, uh, Crystal, how are you doing today? I'm doing a lot better. It was a hell of a week, a weekend, but we got through it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> Crystal, why don't you tell our uh, listeners about our week that we've had? Uh, I think it started on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, and we both started having sneezing fests, which were awesome. Uh, led to more congestion and sinus inflammation, including sinus headache, uh, runny eyes, runny nose, <laughs> and fever. Uh, it seemed to have zapped us of all of our energy. It drained us completely and uh, put us in bed for almost a whole week now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm still not 100% today. You could probably hear it in my voice a little. I and, can. And we still got plenty of Moncos. For <laughs> <laughs> that Kleenex box has gotten his eats, that's for sure. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yeah. I My first sign that I noticed was I, I had burning nasal cavity yeah yeah <laughs> and i thought hmm when did you uh first realize it's gonna be really bad well i probably i thought i could fight it you know on tuesday i thought oh just a little bit of sneezing no big deal but by wednesday i knew i was doomed so i made it in i had a half day of work in front of me and i went in and i did my four hours and then i left i that was it for me Oh, hold on. Poofs acting up again. We're going to take a quick break. All right, we're back. So we realized we're coming down with this awful cold slash flu. And that was particularly upsetting because. Well, we had plans. It was Thanksgiving weekend. Um, We had bus tickets all lined up to go up and uh, see our cousin up north in San Jose and just enjoy some time up there with family and eat some good food and Mm -hmm. just enjoy each other's company. And all of a sudden, we kind of knew that was falling through the cracks because we couldn't be on a bus with multiple people as sick as we were. No, even a nice bus. (laughs) Uh, And this is okay. So we use the Bolt bus, which is awesome, at least from Union Station. And we can take it up. It's got Wi-Fi. It's, it's like travels. a little bit nicer mega bus. I think most people have heard of mega bus. Oh, okay. So it's, yeah, it's basically like that. There's restrooms on board. Mm-hmm. The seats recline. You know, you can pack as much luggage as you want, basically. And, um, you know, just enjoy a nice bus right up. They do one stop up at a rest stop and let you eat a little something, stretch your legs, use the restroom, and then get back into the bus and continue on your way. And this bus goes to San Jose, San Francisco, Las Vegas, San Diego, Palm Springs, a bunch Oakland. of different areas so we're not sponsored by bolt bus but nope. hey if you're listening hey. <laughs> we've liked it in the past we've taken it before mm-hmm. um so what was really awesome though is that uh because we got sick we called um and let them know we weren't going to be able to travel on those days they charge us a quick five dollar fee and the two of us were able to change our bus fare for a couple of weeks from now so that we can go on a nice free weekend that we're able to enjoy ourselves uh with our family so we'll have thanksgiving part two in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So how sucky was it to <laughs> have to cancel it to stay home ill? 
Well, I just didn't know how ill we were going to be. I mean, this seriously knocked us on our asses. I have never felt so depleted of all energy where I couldn't even wake up to use the restroom. I would just sleep for hours and hours and hours. I think Thanksgiving, according to my Fitbit stats, mm-hmm. I slept 22 out of 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, that was That fun. is not normal. <laughs> <laughs> so at some point on Thanksgiving... We awokened, realizing, oh, shoot, we should probably eat something. And then to the horror. Oh, crap. What's open? (laughs) It's open. We were planning on even having anything perishable in the house. Uh, We really had nothing here. We maybe had a frozen pizza and some soup. So we loaded up on Dayquil and Mucinex and a couple other things. Zycam and... and and I called like 10 different restaurants and discovered our local Thai place, President Thai, was open. Yay! They <laughs> saved the day. And we had an awesome Thai feast and really, really saved us. I mean, really good stuff. We got pad thai and the barbecue beef and... <laughs> Some brown rice. Brown rice. So I don't, I'm not sure how we got over there and got back. <laughs> the roads were empty. I remember that part. And somehow we made it. <clears throat> and, you know, I remember asking you, like, oh, my God, what do I tell them? Like, oh, I sent you <laughs> in. There's no way in hell I was going to go into the restaurant. I was like, why are we in here on Thanksgiving? I, I thought I needed, like, a story. And then, like, a bunch of other people came in after us. So. Yeah, we weren't <laughs> the only ones who burned their Thanksgiving meal or just didn't plan it right mm-hmm. or something. But there was other people picking up to-go orders. Deep fried m- mishaps. <laughs> <laughs> who knows what happened to their Thanksgiving meals. <laughs> Oh, man. So we watched a lot of movies and TV. Uh, any any standouts? We did. Um, I think uh, my two favorites uh, were Joy with uh, Jennifer Lawrence mm-hmm. and uh, Hidden Figures. Um, both, you know, award-winning movies and whatnot. Ones I've been meaning to see, but, you know, one of those ones you just never get around to seeing. Mm-hmm. Those were probably my two favorites. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, it was nominated for some sort of award, I believe. Both of them were. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was <laughs> it was very stressful for. Oh, my God. For for joy. <laughs> yeah, she had a hell of a life. Um, for those of you who don't know about the movie, it's about the real life per, uh, person who made the Miracle Mop and sold it to QVC audiences. And, you know, she basically used her life savings and others to support this uh, this dream, this invention that she had. And uh, it almost bankrupt the whole family. Oh, her her father is um, uh, not Al Pacino. De Niro. De Niro. And he's like basically the character from Meet the Parents, but like way meaner. Yeah. Being her dad, just being a total asshole, talking her down and everything. It was rough. I mean, you kind of appreciate these people's struggles more when you when you watch these kind of movies. Yeah, it definitely helped with the with the thankful aspect of Thanksgiving. The other one I really liked that we somehow missed was planes, trains and automobiles with uh, John Candy and Steve Martin. I don't know how we how missed did we that. Miss that. It's really know. funny. It's, it's probably just, from 1987 or it's 89. It's like um, it's like the original um, Tommy Boy. It's like the road trip and whatever can go wrong will go wrong. And it was that was good. I really liked watching that one. 
That's so, one of your faves. Yeah, that was one of my faves. So while we were feeling this ill and enjoying Dayquil or whatever, I got to appreciating modern medicine, but it also got me to remember the not so nice <laughs> medicines of the past. And I remember I have a book um, called Quackery. <laughs> <laughs> and it's about all these crazy treatments and quack medical devices. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about those. Can't wait. All right. And we're back. So we are going to talk about weirdo old timey remedies now given what we had um what do you think some really old-timey cures home remedies uh for the common cold were uh i know in the mexican families um <laughs> in back my household we used to use vicks vapor rub constantly <laughs> wow. Whether it be on the feet with socks on but you got to put the socks on or it doesn't work <laughs> um or maybe some sort of like herbal situation maybe some teas mm -hmm. or some i don't know mint leaves or something like that well, how about a nice, smooth, rich <laughs> trip to flavor country in the form of smoking a ton of tobacco? That sounds like the opposite <laughs> of being helpful. <laughs> what? Yes. Okay. So uh, when the first uh, people brought back stuff from the New World, some people had observed uh, that the Indians did sort of the... the clearing smoke to scare the spirits away okay. ceremony. And then they also had the tobacco peace pipe. And since they didn't know what the hell was going on over there, they assumed that the medicine restorative powers were in the tobacco. Oh, wow. <laughs> so they brought these home <laughs> and they mixed it with the own uh, with their own belief and like you know burning the sage leaves to sage okay right that so, be so you take your practice take your tobacco and you mix some of the sage leaves in there to screw away the evil spirits and smoke your way into being <laughs> and, better and smoke your way to good health <laughs> <laughs> wow that's that's a that's a different one <laughs> Uh, now, here's one that, you know, I think a lot of people uh, think of, and that is bloodletting. Like with leeches? Um, yeah, leeches for a long time, like going way, way, way back to ancient times. Ugh, gross. But there, it was done surprisingly far into the 20th century. Of course. <laughs> There's still some country doctors up until the 30s and 40s that were bleeding people and they had this uh, really clever deal and we've seen this on tv before uh and it's got the most totally metal band name ever it's called the scarificator and what it was was a box a little metal box and it was loaded with spring-loaded blades and they're sort of on a trigger mechanism and so if you could imagine this thing, it looks like one of those fidget cubes mm -hmm. with some little tiny slats on the bottom and a button. And you pull this thing up to your wrist, cell, or, something? wrist or some sort Arm, of arm. Right. Or the doctor. Leg. The doctor should. Oh, technically. Okay. <laughs> Gotta keep it safe. And you press this button and these little exacto type blades come out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
And then it's up to the doctor to decide, oh, okay, well, we've taken out this much blood and, you know, for this disease, we need to take out this much blood. (laughs) Why did making you weaker by bleeding you out, did they think that that would be any sort of cure for anything? (laughs) Well... The thought was that if you were sick, your blood had gone bad. You had contaminated blood that needed to get out? Yeah, it was contaminated or it was um, there are lots of different cultures believed in various versions of it. But they all have to do with something's wrong with your blood and getting rid of it like sweating out basically mm. we'll sweat out all the toxins or bleed out all the toxins <laughs> and you'll get better that way when in actuality you're just uh you're just making yourself uh a lot weaker and uh a lot of uh famous people in history i think met an early demise on their doctors uh, including one george washington and i have a little wow. passage uh here you want to You want to take a a look at that? Sure. It says that George Washington was a famous victim of bloodletting. His physicians aggressively bled him, then gave him a drink of molasses, vinegar, and butter, which nearly choked him to death. Then they blistered him, bled him again, tried laxatives, and bled him some more for good measure. A day later, he was bled yet again. All told, he may have been bled five to nine pints of blood and died shortly thereafter. Quite a price to pay for an illness that started out as a bad cold. So, wow. so George Washington basically got a bad cold, not unlike what we had. I think he was out riding in winter night. Sure. <laughs> That's what it says. And... Uh, They basically bled him to death. Well, thank you for picking up some mucinex and not a bloodletting device. I appreciate that. (laughs) Now... I don't know. Did did you get a headache? I got a headache with, with this cold. I had cold. some sinus pressure. Yeah, for sure. You no know, sinus headache. I got mm. like a pretty pretty bad one behind the the temples. Oh yeah. Yeah, and so I wondered what was the cure back back in the day. Just maybe something homeopathic that you could smell again, something with menthol or something like that. <laughs> yeah, something you could smell. Tobacco snuff. Ah, yeah, yeah. Not again. <laughs> More tobacco. Uh, again, uh, an explorer in 1561, a French explorer named Nicot, or Nicole. 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 Yeah, that's better. <laughs> presented uh, Queen Catherine of France with tobacco plant leaves and instructions on how to powder the leaves and inhale them through her nose to relieve headaches. Oh. <laughs> Catherine suffered terrible headaches uh, and the snuff worked, making Catherine, and by extension, the entirety of the French court into an overnight tobacco converts so it would probably look how would that have worked for them for real you think she just got rid of the headaches um, and it was i'm thinking it was like really 
strong old timey tobacco that probably gave you like such a nicotine rush. <laughs> Maybe it like gave me such a head rush and cleared Maybe it up. Maybe it opens your capillaries because of the amount of yeah, there, it's possible. There might have been some sort of temporary relief when <laughs> it sounds so nauseating to me. Okay, just so you guys know, I have never smoked a cigarette a day in my life. So the smell of cigarettes just like just <laughs> the worst. But could you imagine trying to have this horrible headache and suffer through it and someone tell you, here, snuff this tobacco. <laughs> sounds like the worst. I don't it seems like it would cause a headache on the best oh, days. <laughs> the worst. Okay. Um so there is uh let's say you have a, an even worse headache. Um, there is one treatment that I just thought was just ridiculous. And this, this was on my ridiculous list. A glowing red hot iron. Oh, good. <laughs> applied to your temple until temple. it chars your skin. <gasps> That's horrible. Uh, but the instrument was heated to red hot and he, the doctor would lay it on your temple until it sizzled <gasps> and fried the skin. Well, that'll make you concentrate on your burned off skin. <laughs> um, that that was part of the thinking. Behind <laughs> <laughs> it was also like, surely there's some sort of badness going on in, in your head. Uh-huh. So if you cause this like sort of wound to the skin, then the badness will be attracted to that area and go. And that's since that's near the surface. Surface, it could come off in the scab. Oh, good. Yeah, because the scab is the badness uh-huh. <laughs> coming up to the surface. <laughs> so there's people walking around Victorian ages with blisters all over their skin. Yeah. Ugh. Um, or the the other option, if you thought that was a little little extreme, there was uh-huh. a far more practical solution. Some might say a toothsome solution, okay. in that it was called toothsome. <laughs> Um, there's a recipe found from a London dispensary in the 1800s, and it calls for a pound of beetle powder, a pound of wax, and a pound of lard. <laughs> now, it's calling it beetle cream is a bit of a misnomer. It's not actually crushed beetle. It's actually crushed Spanish fly. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, from the... That's not any better. Crazy drink. So, for some reason, this causes your skin to blister. So, you make this ointment out of it <gasps> and you put that wherever the pain is. So, if, if it's on your... If you have stomach pain, you, you rub it on your stomach, on your head, whatever. And, uh... And as it blisters and burns, again, you get the scab and then you peel it away and then there goes the badness. Yeah, it's probably just because your headache is over or your (laughs) stomach pain is gone. It probably has nothing to do. That just sounds so terrible. (laughs) Now, this one I really like because it's, it's dual purpose. And, you know, I've been a little sad about my hairline receding a little Okay, a lot. Oh, my God. I'm rolling my eyes. You have a head of hair. Stop it. So this one was not only to relieve a headache, but also to get your your hair to grow back. You know? Okay. It says Dr. Scott's electric hairbrush contained a magnetized iron rod in its handle, but did not actually contain a, you know, power source. So it was basically a mildly 
magnetized hairbrush. Scott, who plastered advertisements in newspapers across the country, claimed that not only could his electric brush cure the the expected problems of baldness and headaches, but also, and the logic falls a little flat on its face here, such ailments as lameness, paralysis... And constipation. <laughs> now, it's a cure-all electric hairbrush. Now, do you want to tell me giving your scalp mild zaps with the magnetized hairbrush is going to make you poop? Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I do kind of believe in the power of magnets and things like that. I mean. It, it does sound like some wacky thing I might try if it was uh, a nasty on TV product. I will for give sure. It, I will give it that. I know you would. <laughs> If you could think that somehow the magnetic properties in this brush would start uh, encouraging your follicles to grow. To realign the uh-huh. chemical structures. Well, and they have those bracelets, too, that have the magnet on those there. Those were so dumb. So many people have those. Oh, You're cool. offending, like, thousands of people right now. I love ghosts and aliens. And don't you have a copper fit... Uh, I, I bought it because it was a nice wrist guard, not because I believe in any <laughs> <laughs> copper properties. <laughs> and what if and what if I'm uh, standing outside in a lightning storm with a copper? <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. I was thinking about that last time I was drilling. But anyways, we're getting off subject. Oh. <laughs> so did you? What get, else have we got here? Did you get a fever? Yes. Yeah. Off again, on again fever. It was mild, but tolerable. How about um, any any nausea? No. <laughs> because because you had a, an intestinal. <laughs> no. Stop. Keep going. <laughs> uh, so a long time ago, a cure for everything, much like the bleeding, was puking (laughs) oh my more least favorite thing to do so there was all kinds of things to make you puke but a very popular one for a long time and again disturbingly into the 20th century was this soft metal stuff called antimony and basically it's sort of like the opposite of bismuth you know bismuth is some sort of mineral Mm -hmm. it's the ingredient of Mm pepto-bismol well this stuff irritates the skin (laughs) so the the stomach the stomach yes Mm -hmm. so when you when you ingest it it irritates your stomach lining and you either puke or have terrible diarrhea so a famous medicine uh, containing this was called saint james fever powder (laughs) (laughs) It was created and sold by one of the 18th century's most famous patent medicine doctors. The powder claimed to cure fevers accompanied by convulsions and lightheadedness. (laughs) Now, this was uh, sort of downplaying. What they meant by convulsions was pretty much seizures. And what they meant by lightheadedness was passing out to dying. (laughs) Good God. (laughs) But you could use it to treat gout, scurvy, and cattle distemper virus like mad cow disease i have no idea what that is (laughs) old-timey disease housemaids need dr robert james was so secretive about his formula he even lied on his patent application for fear that others would steal it but the main ingredient the toxic metal called antimony was extremely good at making you puke 
And that's about it. And too much would cause death. Now, is this like a metal similar to like lead? Are you giving yourself like lead poisoning um, or antimony poisoning? It looks like um, pewter, sort of a silvery type thing, mm-hmm. which brings me to the next thing, which I found amazing. Mm-hmm. Something called a puke chalice. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> now, no old-timey medical kit would be without a puke chalice. What? <laughs> and what is a chalice made of antimony metal? Uh-huh. It just looks like a, you know, a metal chalice you'd see at the Ren Fair or something. And some were, like, travel size. And you have a little neat little case and everything. But, mm-hmm. uh, and so they were often fancily decorated and called a calicos vomitori. And which translates into puke chalice. Mm-hmm. And combined with the acid in wine, uh, the metal would form some sort of tartar emetic, oh, no. antimony potassium tartrate, and it would treat the cup holder to a good, healthy vomit or at least some diarrhea. Oh. <laughs> You're just having some, someone, you're sick, someone hands you a glass of wine and a chalice and you have a drink and then you just can't stop puking later. Oh my God. And I'm totally reminded now of Indiana Jones that we just watched recently over the holiday weekend. Oh, yes. And he's choosing the chalice, right? The cup of life, right? Wrong cup. Yeah. If you choose the wrong cup, (laughs) you get vomit. Yep. Oh, yeah, that was the other thing. Uh, if your wine was too acidic or, God forbid, you put like a margarita or something in there, you could die. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Even more so than if you just took the powdered form for some reason. See, and then they would just say that the uh, cure didn't cure you. Your uh, whatever you had before was what killed you. Exactly. Terrible. Now, we want to get into a little bit a little bit more modern times. And you're familiar with Bear Aspirin, right? Bear, of course. Bear Drug Company. Yeah. Well, they originated their little product called heroin. Oh, fun. <laughs> uh, they claimed that heroin could mm-hmm. treat tuberculosis, mm-hmm. asthma, colds, and all coughs from all causes. Okay. Ads featured effervescent claims like heroin clears the complexion, gives buoyance to the mind, regulates the stomach and bowels, and is in fact the guardian of good health. Oh my. <laughs> it's an epidemic in America now. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the funny thing is they thought that this was less dangerous than aspirin, which they were also making at the time. Now, were they who made cocaine? That was that. Um, um, Bear made that as, as well. well, and but it wasn't what they were famous for. Um, that was mostly like a homespun thing, and it was a little bit before some of this stuff. Um, for instance, they took the cocaine out of Coca Cola. Right. Know, famously, that was in there, mm-hmm. and that has been removed since like 1910 or mm-hmm. something. You know. Of a while back. So how lately was heroin used by the Bayer Company? Uh, I believe they stopped making it uh, after the pure food and drug thing somewhere around the yeah the, around the thirties. Yeah. Um, but I think you could still get it. Like doctors could order it for surgeries and stuff in rare cases. They still made it for quite a while. Like, I wasn't 
They will say exactly. I didn't want to look too far into that. <laughs> no, you don't want to have your Google search just say heroin a gazillion times. I but, understand that. But if you see the old time pictures, I mean, this is a marketed product. And it's like um, the testers at Bear Labs, they said they felt heroic. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure they did. High on drugs. And it's like, you know, opioid crisis uh, moment one. And it it wasn't just this. I mean, they put opium in everything. Powders, eye drops. I mean, Mm -hmm. everybody in the old days must have been Mm -hmm. just blasted off their mind. All right. uh, We're going to take a quick break. But we have one more. uh, I think it's kind of fun one coming up next. And we're back with our final terrible, terrible old-timey treatment. Now, this one doesn't have anything to do with our cold and flu, but I thought this was a really fun one. You know, you pass out, you faint, or God forbid, you drown. And a long time ago, that was a problem. They didn't know CPR yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were drowning all the time. I'm especially- CPR certified, by the way. Ooh, that's right. Did you take the official... First aid class. First aid class from by the American the, Health. Yes. Did you cut Red the face Cross. off like Dwight Schrute? I didn't get a chance to do that, no. Right, and are you still supposed to say, uh, 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 stay alive? No, they've changed that. Oh, <laughs> at first I was afraid I was petrified. <laughs> no. no. Okay. Well, anyways, so people were drowning, especially in England all the time. So the government came up with the institution for affording immediate relief to persons apparently dead from drowning. That's quite a long name. That was actually their name. Mm-hmm. And their whole job was to walk up and down the River Thames and make sure no one drowns. And if they did, how do you think they revived them? So they were like lifeguard people. Well, apparently they brought them to the shore and then probably tried to like throw them over a barrel or something to get <laughs> yeah, the that, water out of them? That was that was a very common thing, so rolling someone over a barrel. That's why people say, we really got you over a barrel now. Um But no, Uh, why don't you you read what happened, how they did it? Okay, so if that happened, the society members would leap to the rescue, hauling the apparently drowned person out of the river, tearing off all of his clothes, rolling him or her onto their stomach, sticking an enema tube up their bottom. And start working the bellows. <laughs> oh, good. So you ever hear the term blow smoke up your ass? <sighs> yes. So the old timey way for reviving you from drowning or passing out or something where you may have stopped breathing is to, to s- blow smoke up your ass. <laughs> to blow smoke up your ass. <laughs> How would that help them? Um, it was believed that it would uh, aid in... Re, sort of restarting the lungs and uh, and warming the victim. Oh my god! You're not stoking a fire. Oh my god! How many people did they have to do this to before they realized this isn't a very effective mes- method of saving people? You know, I'm I'm not real sure, um, but it must have been fairly effective because the the bellows were sort of a newer invention. They had been at that for a while before the bellows. 
it was just a tube and you just used to have to blow <laughs> through a tube. Again, up their butt, up not the, up their mouth? No. Oh <laughs> God forbid you accidentally inhaled while you were... <laughs> not only would it be beyond gross and you breathe in all the fart gas, but back in the times of cholera and stuff, uh-huh. if you even breathed in a little bit of that stuff, you, you, would, you, were, catch it. you would catch it in your gar and then straight into your lungs. Man, this lifeguard association is not a good start. <laughs> it's not off to a good start at all. So, I don't know. Maybe it was something to do with the fact that they'd get to rip off everybody's clothes in the Victorian Woo-hoo! time when seeing someone's ankles is like very scandalous. <laughs> wow. So those were some very interesting ways to cure very common things. Mm-hmm. I am so glad that we have modern medicine today, that we were able to just run to the store and get some NyQuil and some DayQuil and some Zycam and some cough drops and hot tea and normal stuff and and just plenty of rest and get plenty of liquids and and actually get better because I think you would have had a problem with me blowing smoke up your ass. <laughs> yeah, and you might not have liked the uh, taking a, a sip from the puke chalice. Oh, no. <laughs> to get rid of that fever. If I started burning you with a steamer in your face, you probably wouldn't have been happy about it. No. <laughs> so thank goodness we live in today. So again, that's that's part of the thankful. Yes. The thankful aspect of the holiday. So, of, of course, you know, we're thankful for our health and, and our, our, our cat, our mm-hmm. noisy, <laughs> talking. Sweet, adorable cat. And, uh, I mean, there's a lot to be thankful for. There is. And, uh, nonetheless, <laughs> modern medicine. <laughs> Sometimes when you're sick, it's you, you start to lose sight of the things that you are thankful for. But we did make it a point to make a list of things we're thankful for over this Thanksgiving break, even though we felt like we were on our deathbeds. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, and this gave me this great idea to share all these wonderful treat- <laughs> treatments <laughs> and remedies. Please do not try any of them. <laughs> oh, yes. We should definitely don't try any of these at home. Like, Seriously, stop. <laughs> but thanks again for listening to the, the Olgeen Scene Podcast. podcast. Damn. <laughs> the Olgeen Scene Dot com podcast. podcast. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> if you want more disgusting, weird, painful, and wacky treatments like the ones we talked about today, check out the awesome book. Quackery, A Brief History of the Worst Ways to Treat Everything by Lydia Kang and Nate Peterson. It's available at Amazon.com and other fine booksellers. Thanks again for listening. Look for us on Facebook as Nothing Much. And as always, you could find us at OlgeenScene.com. Thanks for listening.